Welcome to the latest dope episode of the Hip Pod Heads podcast. A podcast hosted by Novak and No Sage as they discuss their hip hop inspired moments. Pull up a chair, grab a beverage, fill up your cup and get comfortable. This is episode number 49, volume one. Enjoy. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcast analysts. I love what Known Sage does. Y'all make sure y'all go and check out his hip hop podcast as well, which is Hip Hop Heads. You guys make sure you guys check him out on that. The bell's warming up now. It's crazy. I'm letting it go. I didn't play. That's love. They played. They played. Yeah, they play the Crip Line now. So they play they play y'all up in the Crip Line now at, at Old St. Mary's. It's hilarious. One of, the, one of the basketball coaches from another school, brother walked up to me. Who's that dude rapping on the track? I'm like, I looked at him like, man, go to go to Spotify, check him out. I gave him a link, basically. So you guys are getting put on just by being a, just by being a gym culture right now, being a hooper culture. Nice, nice, nice. That's love. That's what's up. That's love. Yeah. Man. Jay, I like that hat, man. Yeah, man. I apologize for being y'all. I was on a different Zoom link. Oh, no worries. Respect, man. <laughs> had to had to had to had to do it for Shot Town. You know, had to had to had to give you some of that uh dose of Chicago, you know? Yeah. It and feels um, good. definitely but yeah, feels good. Me, me and have been like spreading the word on uh Fergan Truth, you know, every yeah. spit in the booth. Nothing but That's the bars. So what mic are you speaking through? Your mic is like crispy, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying, <laughs> man. I'm trying. It's like um an audio technica mic. And um okay. it was kind of like from my pre-podcast days. Um, I don't know if I said that right. So basically, me and Novak were on different podcasts before, and we kind of stole each other and kind of like, hey man, let's do our own thing. <laughs> so that was kind of okay. like from my my former podcast life with my work colleague, but yeah, she actually yeah mics are like, hard mics are hard to find yeah, this is like yeah. number three right now i'm running the uh this guy i'll show you what i got over here so th- yeah this is mine so this one like ain't that. bad but i got a filter in front of it just to, to take the noise off this is a uh it's one of those um blue uh it's a blue <clears> mic so the blue mic isn't <throat> bad i just moved away from the filter but i want to get a boom mic at some point in time let it hang over the desk it's a lot better yeah, yeah. that'll be dope yeah, Novak, like I know you got the the nice equipment there. It'd be nice if you had sort of like able to kind of swivel it up close to you. And just audio check for me. Yeah. I'm running straight through the laptop. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, really. Yeah, through. Nice. No, coming good. through clean. Sound good. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, you sound better than Carl when you got on, man. Carl sounded like he was talking to us from space for a minute. <laughs> I gotta get that dude back on. So you you invoke Carl's name. So um Truth, I'm not sure if you ever met um, Carvernado. It's somebody that me, Jay, and uh, Kevon went to school with. But um, he was on two episodes, and he had his top five MCs or his favorite top five MCs. But um, the reason why I bring him up is that I appreciate y'all shopping it up with us. This is actually sort of episode 49, but it's technically episode 50 because he was on two episodes. We didn't count that second one for some reason when we were counting up the episode counts. But... I digress. It's just been a blessing, for, you know, like celebrate 50 years of hip hop with both of you. Celebrate Bounce too with both of you. I mean, man, I appreciate y'all just giving us a second helping because the, the first Bounce was super dope. Love, man. Love. What's up, man? I'm so glad y'all vibe with it. Um, I think both albums drop and you you two are ones who I got text messages from. And me and Truthful, we'll text each other like, yo, my phone is blowing up, man. We getting love. We getting love. Yes, so y'all, sir. y'all have been consistent. And what I appreciate about you both is that I know y'all gonna listen to the beats. I know y'all gonna dig into the, right. the lyrics. You know, y'all truly appreciate you know the music and the context that we are spitting it from too, knowing who we are, where we come from too. So always uh, appreciate that love. Yeah, man. And um, I, I definitely want Truth to kind of spit something because y'all got bars and beats, but. Y'all got some singing chops too. Like, what's up? Is is Bounce Three gonna have like some uh, some full on singing? Y'all y'all like double down on your Jodeci, Jodeci vibes over there. Hey, if, if we honest, man, that's how we kick that. If if you go all the way back, we used to sing like crazy. Yo, I know Fur could blow, but I was like, Truth, wait a minute. Turn uh, back hey, Bounce Three. I was like, Oh, hold up. There's no features y'all, here. Y'all y'all, y'all seen the five heartbeats. 
when Eddie Kane slid, <laughs> slid across the stage and like ripped the joint. That's that was true for our eighth grade graduation, man. We <laughs> had parents, parents standing up crying. Uh, it's so hard to say goodbye. And he killed that, you know, that run at the end of the song when one oh, yeah. year rip it out. He snapped, <laughs> killed that, kill that run. Parents yeah. were standing up like on, on the movie. Yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, we we've been musical that. for I all of this that. time, man. We used to sing when we was kids, and you know, that the singing that was always there, and then you know. As a uh, the love for hip hop evolved, we, you know, and on our own separate paths, obviously, started to get more involved in that too. So, but I remember, man, when when we were young, we used to talk about hip hop albums when they dropped. I remember, truth, I don't know if you remember this, but man, we we used to have love for that Midnight Marauders album when it dropped. We used to big mm -hmm. Gangstar, um, uh, Gangstar when it dropped. Uh, was it Cypress Hard Hill? Cypress Hill. Hill. Yeah, we used, so to, we used yeah. to be vibing on all of that stuff. And like, um, I'm even thinking about like diggable planets, like just yeah. yep. just joints that we would hear and we're like, yo, this is cold. Right. This is right. nice, you know. So yeah, we've been musical for years, man. So maybe maybe bounce through or have some more some more uh singing on it. I don't know. Yeah, it gotta be it, like it's organic. We just take an organic approach. Even like the um, 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 what's the song that I'm singing on? Give you my heart. Yeah, it was. I just love the beat. Ferg had it on his beat tape. I was in love with the beat, so I just, just start singing, freestyling, like said over, you know. And then it, it became a song where I just singing that loop over and over again. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like real well thought out. It was organic. So we just go like that. I ain't. I'm not a necessarily an R&B crooner. That's just not my emotion most of the time. But, you know, I, I like to sing, though. I like melody. Yeah, I, I love that, that song it. because uh, it when, when Truth talks about it being organic, it it really formed just like he described. You know, it was like he loved the beat and what he was singing was just like his expression over the beat. And then what I ended up writing was based upon what he was singing. So it was like, the reason why the whole, both of the albums are called bounces, that's exactly what it is. That's bouncing ideas off of each other. You know, yep. one person will make a, an initial contribution mm -hmm. and then the other person will take that, do something with it, send it back. And the other person is like, okay, if you're going there, I'm going here. And that's literally how the albums, both of the albums got done. It's just that exact same process, you know, and it may be certain times where I'll send a beat and it doesn't really strike a nerve. So we just let that one sit there. Like, okay, that's not really moving us right now. So then vice versa, something else comes across. But when it moves one person, the other person just meets meets that energy. And then that's what you hear on both projects. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's, almost, it's almost like y'all hooping on these projects. Like that We Made It song, man. That's like the West Side Anthem, man. I was listening to We oh, Made yeah. It. I was like, man, that, that song, Made me sit down and think about the whole journey from being a, a boy to a man in Chicago. I mean, it's a it's a hard journey. Yeah, that's what that's what bounce does for me. It just man, you guys touch on so many areas. Like even on uh the, the track dope, that track dope man is real slick. It's mm -hmm. like uh, the wordplay on that track, man. You listen to it, you know. It's like you know when you know when you drive around the city, you put bounce on. It's like almost like the soundtrack to every neighborhood, every situation you've been in. Every stupid conversation you have with somebody, every good conversation you have with somebody, that's what bounces. Bounces is you guys chilling, but the, yeah, but the, yeah. the melody and the, the way you guys vibe out, man, that's like legendary to be real with you. Yeah, we made it was the first song, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the first joint we actually did for the project, right? It's the first mm -hmm. one. So so yeah, I was um, I was I was walking. I'll never forget this. I was walking downtown New Orleans one day and this dude was riding a bicycle and he had a little stereo in the, the basket on, on in, in his bicycle and he was playing this song, the song that we ended up sampling to make that beat. And when I heard the song, man, it just, it, it hit me so hard. I probably kept that joint on loop for like two weeks straight. I, I just was appreciating the music. Like this is such a dope song. 
and kept looping it and looping it. And then I'm like, let me mess around with it and see what happens. So I chopped it up and I did something with it. And I'm like, yo, this would be dope to spit over. And I just sent it to Truth. It was like a Saturday or something like that. I just sent it to him like, okay, let me see what he say. Man, I think an hour later, <laughs> <laughs> the verse that y'all hear on the album, he sent back that verse. And he was like, man, um, me and my family were getting ready to go out and run some errands. He was like, I told him, like, I got to, he said, I had to lay that down right away. So crazy. I call I call him right away, just like, man, you are nuts. Absolutely <laughs> nuts. He went crazy on that joint. So I'm like, okay, well, here we go. You know, and that's just kind of how it kicked off. So I wrote my verse and I'm like, all right, we we back into that mode and we just kept the momentum going. And like he said, it's always super organic. We don't sit down and say, like, oh, we we wanna finish this by this and like we just let it flow and when we feel like okay we in that flow then that's just what it is so that was the first one though that's what inspired the album so yep. when you say first yeah. one you mean the first one on the second project right yeah on bounce two. Yeah. yeah 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 because yeah. you had you brought back ad the other uh feature on a different track on that on that uh project as well yeah yeah yeah, you got bars too, man. You got you got style like that. Yeah, he's yeah, real he's nice. nice. Yeah, he's yeah. real nice, man. Real nice, man. Troop, you he got a new prop. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I said he got a new project called Dope. I don't know if it's on the um, major platforms because I think he was trying to sell it and not let Spotify and other folks rob him. So he he put it on um. What's that? What's that? That form. Is it Bandcamp? Yeah, yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah, it's on Bandcamp. So, yeah, but it's super dope, man. I did the records. I, I mixed all of the records on there, too. It was super crazy. But, yeah, AD, my boy, he, me and him, went, we go back a long, long time ago, back to Eastern Illinois. We went to school together. I met him. My We met each other our freshman year. And um, we was just, you know, we had both had mutual a mutual friend named Kyle. Shout out to Kyle, man, wherever you are. And um, he was from like, basketball, right? Dude. Cal from basketball no, out there? No, no, not Cal, not Cal. I know that Cal too. That's my man. But uh, mm -hmm. um, but not him. It was another cat, man. It was it was this actually, you know, this cat that I met in a dorm when I went to college. I didn't even know what I wanted to study. I was just going to college to get out the neighborhoods. I was just like I got to get away from, you know, the West Side and do something with myself. And this cat was like a genius cat, you know, came in and and, and actually helped me form like my path to the future. He's like, you should be an engineer. You smart, you technical. These are the classes you should take and all of that. But anyway, he he knew I rap and I guess he had met AD and AD rap. So we linked up in the cafeterias and that's when we started freestyling and we'll, we, we, we've been friends ever since then. My actual first real recording was um, in Decatur, Illinois where AD was working on his first album. And we went in this dude crib. The dude had a, a studio set up similar to mine, but much with much bigger boards because you, you know they didn't have the compact situation like they got today. And that was my first time recording music was with AD, and we still remain friends to this day. So I try to keep him included on most of the projects that I work on. And then specifically with this bounce record, it just fits into the same lane and same path that he's on. So yeah, he's incredible, man. An incredible dude. Um, he's charting new territory as a professor of hip hop in the global South yes. University of Virginia. And um, not just a scholar, but man, he can, he can rhyme, man. That dude wordplay, <laughs> the way his mind works. You know, you listen to his verses, man, it's gonna make you put your thinking cap on and stretch you in so many ways. So man, shout out to AD, man, for always blessing our joints. Yes, yes, he blessed That's it twice cool. on this one. Mm -hmm. yeah. We actually had a few professor hip hop heads on our on our uh, show before. Like, there's this one cat that was in the Minnesota scene, and um, he was sort of like um, this underground hip hop group, and then he turned into uh, a professor as well. And then the last episode, we had somebody who was a uh, a sports guy, and he's a teacher. He just got his um doctorate, like like Doctor Partee as well. We had yeah. him to another shout out, you know, BU affiliates. But the reason why I'm bringing all this 
professorial talk is because um from your first project teach the young that's that that joint has probably got the most plays um off of both projects and i i just appreciate that you know it's just it's just about like trying to um trying to you know trying to preach teach and just you know trying to um keep it keep it keep it golden for the for the culture you know for education and just you know for everybody's yeah. betterment overall yes sir yes sir that's well that's like that's one of the things we feel like it's a gap in rap is teaching the young yes, sir Yes, sir. Um, we get like the, the the famous rappers they have the ears of the children and they're not guiding them so it's we, we feel that that's necessary for us to you know speak to the young man consistently so yeah and going back duels, to the conversation man. we were having earlier too like i remember those voices around the west side that were you know whisper words of wisdom to us when we were coming up you know, um, cats who were older than us, but not so far removed, like we respected them, we looked up to them, and they would give us little tips here and there, like whether mm -hmm. it was hooping, we had, it was a whole crew of cats who were just like three or four years older than us, and we literally could see our next step because we were looking at them, like we were in elementary school, they were in high school, like that's gonna be us in a few years. So having having that mentorship, it's something that, you know, we we said that, you know, now that we are older, we are we're fathers, we're husbands, we're doing what we're doing, we have a, a responsibility to to, you know, drop some stuff that's like kicking knowledge in a in a in a way that's not preachy, but that's you know that's, right. that's setting a certain tone of like, yo, this is what it this is what it means to understand what it what what it's like coming from certain environments, but how to navigate it in a way where you can be proud of where you come from, but not confined by where you come from. You know, you could still move, move different in this world. The other thing too, we talked about how, you know, in popular culture, a lot of the dopest MCs, like they, they, they put on display this life that is so hard to attain. We just yeah. regular dude. We just right. regular. Right. It's like I'm the dude that you'll see with. With his with his wife and kids at Costco, you know, and yeah, I got bars, you know, and and that and and that being okay, like attainable success, not necessarily that you know this definition of success where you got to have a crib in Cabo or and you know the Pacific Palisades. If and if it ain't that, you ain't made it. Or if you don't have a Tesla truck and all this jewelry, then you're not successful. Like, no, we successful. You knew our story, you would understand, like, no, nah, these dudes are successful, which is we made it, you know, like right, if, right. if we if we gave thanks right now, knowing where we come from, we psh, we already we here. Ain't nowhere, ain't nowhere to reach for beyond where we are right now in, in, in terms of being grateful. Yes, for sure. For sure. And that's the key word, attainable, man. What they what they what they put out there is just not attainable. And it's I'm assuming that for most young folks. That gotta be frustrating because they're like, man, if I'm not Rick Ross, who if I can't be Rick Ross, who can I be? And I love Rick Ross. This is not a diss to Rick Ross. Or if I can't be, you know, um, an NBA player, Allen Iverson, I can't be Kevin Durant. Who am who am I gonna be? And it's a lot of options for these youngins, and that's what we try to display: some of the funness and some of the dopeness of being a survivor and being successful and just in another light. So. Yeah, because we we've exceeded all we've exceeded all expectations in life. You know, it's crazy when you think about. I was in a wedding a few years ago. One of my guys got you know he did a did a toast and he got up there and started crying. He goes, "We weren't supposed to be here." And you think about every time you ain't got stopped where you were going somewhere, or somebody did something around you, one of your friends got shot. I know the first time I saw a body on the west side, it changed. Changed my whole perspective on life. I was like, I gotta get away from this. I, I feel like you were on that truth. It's like I gotta get out this neighborhood. Man. This neighborhood tried to take me out, and you know, it, it's the little stuff. It's the it's like you ever feel something bad about to happen before it's about to happen when you outside. So mm -hmm. you, so you, so I I totally agree with you on that. Like you know you know we could have grown up. You know the people from the neighborhood always drop gems on you. It could it could have been somebody doing wrong, but he he'll say something so profound you have to think yep. about it and be like Bishop Don Juan just told me go to school. And I'm mm -hmm. like, but that's but he had a green Cadillac telling me you need to go to school. And right, I'm like, right. wow. And so, you know, you take that word and be like, yeah, I'm going to school anyway. But he realized I need to go to school in that situation. Yeah. So that's what the West Side was like. The West Side was like, it was teaching lessons every day. 
And when I see like, I see you, I see Jay, you know, even, even your brother Marcel, I know Cell, I see him mm -hmm. and I'd be like, man, to, 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 to see where we came from and be there. When I work with him, I was like, man, you went to, you went to Crane, like, I went to Crane, you know, so-and-so. So everybody connects together. It's like six degrees of separation out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yep. to see to see everybody doing their thing, you know, you see he just had a book signing. You see that, you're like, man, mm -hmm. this is awesome. And yeah. you know, yeah. it's a, it's amazing because you know we didn't you know we didn't have like these direct role models back then. You know what I mean? You know, Jay be your dad. It'd be somebody like that. Like I was in college, yep. I see your yep. dad come spend time on campus. I thought every I thought every dude's dad should come on campus and hang out with us like that. And you know, and it's it's that experience that you know something you really take for granted when you're a kid, you go like your dad, man, him, just seeing him come on, hang out with us, talk to us, hoop with us sometimes, man, that was a great thing. Something I'm really appreciative of like to this day. And I tell my kid all the time, be glad that I'm here to, to hang out with you. Even though I don't like some of your friends, I'm still hang out with y'all and try to and try to teach y'all what you should be doing. And that's that's the that's the beauty of like growing up and getting older, man. It's just realizing that we need to do better, teach better, and show better. You're right. It ain't the it ain't the jewels. It ain't the car. It's like I got a nine to five, and I still make it work. And every morning I get up and go somewhere. Or if I don't go somewhere, <laughs> I'm working on something. They need to see that. That's the big issue with the kids even here left in Chicago today is that they all into Gucci, Prada, Louis Vuitton, and stuff like that. You don't make money like that, shorty. You know, if you get if you get a eight hundred dollar pair of shoes. But you need books for school or you try to go to college, you need to figure out your priorities. And I think that's why right. I appreciate y'all so much because y'all music, man, speaks life into situations that people don't understand how to get from A to B. So yeah. people yeah. stuck up zero right now trying to get there, but they need us and you guys to show them how to you can do this your way. You ain't got to do it the Rick Ross way. It's what your lane is. Everybody has a lane to stay in at this point. And that's that's the whole thing you try to teach kids that. You know, you don't need the best shoes. You just need you just need hard grit and game, man. You need to work That's on your right. skill set. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's you you word is more you saying that perfectly. Yeah. And we saying that that's the messaging that we have with arrogance. You know what I'm saying? Not arrogance, but with a little braggadocio to it. Like you can you can be confident, you can be the man and not have all of that ex excess stuff, which in most cases drive most of those folks crazy anyway. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you you saying that. Exactly right. I didn't know we was connected through my bro too, man. So we gotta mm -hmm. we gotta stay connected, man. Yeah. Stay up. Maybe yeah, so, Laker so fan. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you about Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both we both Laker fans. Sorry. I know. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. I don't even know how I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I no, I know <laughs> Drew, Drew used to watch Magic back in the day though. He always <laughs> loved it. He always loved the Lakers. I, he ain't no he's not a new Lakers fan. He been low-key like vibing with the lakers for years yeah. yeah i'm a kobe dude man I, I grew up on i grew up watching magic but you know mike was mike was that dude for us even though mike wouldn't sign none of my stuff you know <laughs> you know right. but i still, I, I respect this game man you know you know sell you know he deep into his lebron bag right now i give i give him hell on facebook every time they lose i send a message to be like guess who lost tonight <laughs> he'd be like you know what man <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah he, he loyal to the cause, man. He put that Brian jersey. I'm like, come on, man, take that jersey off. I'm gonna buy you a jersey. I want you to wear something better. Put a Kobe on. Take that Brian off, man. Don't do it. The game the other night, he went to the game, the last game when uh, Lakers played the Bulls, and he was like, man, what's up? He's like, man, I say, bro, they all I already know on Facebook they hating. And he was like, man, I was gonna wear my LeBron jersey, man. I ain't gonna even wear it. I'm like, nah, you don't want to be in Chicago Stadium with that, with the LeBron jersey on, man. <laughs> uh, lay low, lay low on that. <laughs> lay low, man. Yeah. But no, truth, I was gonna tell you that um, that these two cats, man, they um, they came a year behind me, right? Mm -hmm. Both a year behind me when I got to Benedictine. Uh, going into my sophomore year, they were the incoming freshman class. Okay. And, um, you know, brothers from the start, you know what I mean? Brothers from the start. We connected around love for music and then hooping, man. We we would be, when we were not in class or in the cafeteria or huddled up in one, one of our rooms listening to music, we were in that gym. We were running mm -hmm. the court. And so we got so many years of, of brotherhood. Uh, across different lanes, like you think about 
all of the hooping that happened, the, you know, and you think about back in them days when an album would drop, somebody would have to go and grab the physical CD. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there was times when somebody <laughs> walking in your room with the with the piece of gold, like yo, I got the joint. Yeah, so yeah. Around in the huddle, and we listen. And then I remember when Kevon, uh, when he got, <laughs> I want to say, uh, somebody pulled up at a gas station was like, yo, I got these speakers. You want to buy some? <laughs> <laughs> Remember them towers you had? Yeah, I remember bought them, he, I bought them at, hey, at the gas station on 59. <laughs> yeah, he got some speakers for the low, and them joints used to wang. He had them joints oh, wow. in the dorm room. So every album you could imagine, we would be listening to them. And I mean, it's like you in the in the, the dopest of studios. You hear everything. So nice. we we just would build off of that. And so it's it's really an honor to to be on this on this zone with, with my brothers from different walks of life, man. And then you all know that me and Truth legitimately met like day one of kindergarten. So we've been rocking mm -hmm. since we were little, little dudes, man. And um, the way our elementary school was, I think from kindergarten all the way through eighth grade, we was yeah, probably same in the class. Same, yeah, the same class. Yeah, all the rip. yeah, yeah, yeah all definitely. The rip. Like, I don't think we were ever like in separate classes. So, um, like that's my brother, man. And not when when sure. I was when I wasn't at at my house. If I would like, can I go to Marcus' house? And I'll go mm -hmm. over there, and just be in the fold, you know, uh, hop in the huddle. And and his family treated me like family. I was just like a another another one of the kids. That's how that's how it always felt. If yep. I could yep. make my way to to Jackson and Costner, I'm good. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Nah, you got a lot of similarities though, because I had family on that side over there. My mom, your mom, and I remember your everybody talk about man how great your mom was. I didn't meet your mom, but man, all I heard was like, man, they mom is like awesome. And so like, you know, it's the same thing. Like you know, as a kid, that's that stuff you need, you know, to hear, man. Because you know, on the west side, there were some parents that man made you want to cross the street, man. You know, be like, man. let me go across the street. Like I remember. Um, you know, you walking down Jackson, the wrong family touch you or say something to you, you be like, I gotta, yeah, I, gotta get, I gotta get I gotta get little, I gotta get out of here real quick. Never mind yeah. the kids, yeah. Novak's like avoid the parents at all costs, man. Yeah, no, it's yeah. real. It's real. You see some of them parents, and it makes sense why the kids are the way that they are. You right. you like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. You ain't th these kids aren't making this up, they're being groomed for this. It's some grown-ups who are literally like on that that same that same energy. So yeah, you you absolutely right. But no, I, I couldn't say more about Nancy Jane Fitzgerald, man. You talk about love personified, man. That lady was different, cut different on so many levels. Like I said, never once did I feel like I was not like one of her blood sons. Like she'll be like, come on, come on in. You know, so dope, man. Salute to her. Uh, yeah, so it, it, like you said, man, these parents, they, these kids, I didn't understand a lot of the kids when we were in class, some of some of the dudes, they'll be cool one day, and then you could tell, like, something happened at the, at the crib, you know what I mean, and they'll come to school with that. I'm like, what happened to you? Like, you know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. I just came from church on Sunday, but, you know, I got a whole different emotion about the week and vibe about the week, but I, God knows what they were going through. And I would learn later on that, you know, you know, those different home fronts mean so much. That's why it's so important in my house that, you know, I'm feeding my kids with positivity and love so that they expressing that out in the world. So it's real, yeah. man. Yeah, it's very real. Yeah, me and my wife call it peddling positivity. That's what we do. Every, that's what you have to do every day because, yeah, you write about them fronts. Cause you know, you get somebody had a bad day, you know, like you know, you know, Jay, you know, from the PSM days, I know all the PSM characters, and yeah. you get somebody having a bad day, you get into an incident or altercation with him, and then all this kicked off because he didn't eat breakfast that day, or his mom disrespected him. So yep. you get on the bus or train with them, and all of a sudden you got a whole situation going on. And I, you know, I, it yeah. took me a long time to understand. That's just like you know, as you know, you know, a couple of other guys, you know, quiet, you know, everybody, man. Yeah. These guys, man, everybody's life wasn't on crystal stair, if you think about it. So, you know, as grown-ups, you know, I always tell I always tell those guys, remember what it felt like when you were 13 years old or you were 15. What you thought you need, you didn't get. 
make sure your kids get it in that situation. Yeah. You can break that break that cycle, man. So you know, a lot of a lot of thing with us is I learned how to be a dad from watching your dad, Jay. I, that's I, that's why I learned fatherhood from. You know, my granddad also was inspiration for that. But as you grow up, you realize, okay, that's the way I see father. It wasn't Bill Cosby. Anybody like that from the Cosby show? It was watching real men like, you know, like your dad, man. You say, hey, look, look how he talked to Jay. You know, the way he used to talk to you sometimes, he's not there. Like, he'll break it down for you and give it to you and be like, you figure it out. And I'd be like, the first time he did that, I was like, ooh. I was like, man, okay. I feel like I had did something wrong. I went back to my room. I walked back down the hall. <laughs> But you got that force yeah. about him. You, you know, as a grown yeah. man, you don't sit there, you don't listen, and you're going to tell the truth. That's how that works when you're dealing with Mr. Ferguson, man. But yes, it, sir. It, Shout it, out to Mr. Ferguson, man. He's a great, he's a great dude, man. Great dude. Man, great salute dude. to yeah, Pops, man. Salute yeah. to Pops. And you know what, man? The, the beautiful thing about him is he's still on that. Like, even in this phase of life, we talk every day, you know, and, um, I, I called him the other day. I called him day before yesterday. And I could tell it was like taking a while for him to actually answer. Like it stopped ringing, but it was taking like a few seconds. So when he finally came on the phone, it was him and my oldest son on the phone already. He was just basically patching me in to their conversation. So I'm like, uh -huh. here it is, you know, 2023. In the same way that he made time to, to hang out with me and kick game to me and just commune with me my son who's now 28 he's doing that with him like they got their own relationship and i'm just like yo man let it be said that that i'm on that for my children that i make time for them that when they just want to talk and hang out that i'm there you know it ain't it don't have to be no, nothing special even if it's just like hey what you doing you know and so man shout out to him because i would say and i mean you all have all had your own experience with pop but man i'm gonna tell y'all it's another a hundred dudes who would say the exact same thing, like, man, your dad, man, the way your dad would pull up on us and do this and do that. <laughs> it's grown men right now who are doing a thing whose fathers were not in their lives. But just having even a short window of time with my father and the way that he would carry himself, it gave them something. And yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, and, and research shows that like the, the role of a positive male figure on a young child even if it's not your biological father, it could have exponential positive impact. And I know for a fact, like I know some dudes who was going a different route, <laughs> but you know, the fact that my pops would be on some, like I'll use this as an example. And this is not to like, I am tooting his horn. Cause I, I still sometimes wonder like, why would he do that? Like he was, it, it was Saturday morning. He was going to play ball with his friends. You know, he was going to play ball with his friends. And these are a lot of former Chicago police officers, like th those types of cats. They kind of had like a little cohort. But they would be going to Columbus to hoop in the men's gym. But the women's gym would be open for the kids. Before we, before he went, I'll be like, yo, can you pick up Marcus and myself? Can you mm -hmm. pick up why? Can you pick up? And we would make stops on the way to Columbus, grabbing cats. And we 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 pull up to the to the court, we pull up to the to the um to the park, and it's like five or six shorties hopping out the car. And they he go and hoop with his guys. Me and my guys go in the girls' gym. A great day. After we yep. hoop, sometimes it's like, oh, we're gonna stop by Wendy's or whatever, and then drop everybody off. Like, he don't have to do this. No. He would do yeah. it, but he would do it like never, never heard him complain. He was like, Yeah, let's do it. So it, it set a standard, like, it also set a standard for us to look out for each other. Like, we in this together, you know, like, I, I'm not I'm not about to enjoy this and that without calling my boys in the room, too. Like, y'all, y'all come on over here. We finna do this. We finna do that. And we still own that. We still doing yeah. it. So it set, it set the tone. Yeah, you did that for us. You did that for us in college. From day one, you took us. You know, you want to go to. You took us to fashion shows. You took us wherever you went in that situation. So it, you know, we appreciated that big time. It was a U and V. If somebody always took us somewhere, took us to the mall, and you know, it's it's, it's just seeing that positive reinforcement sometimes. Like you know, it was time. I remember one time my experience with your pops was, I was in the parking lot talking to this older lady one day, and he pulled up to come see you. 
and he blew his horn. And I looked over at him. He looked at me, come here. I walk over because I'm outside. It's like under 20 degrees. Through. I got on I got on a hoodie, some basketball show. I'm about to go hoop, but I had stopped the hoop somewhere else. And he saw me. He was just like, how old is that woman? And I was like, she's like 37. Here he goes, go in the gym and play basketball with Jay and them. Go in the gym and play. So 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 I turn off the service road and start walking towards the right center. And I saw Bad that he got out. He came hoop with us. He got out of his bag and everything like that. He made sure I went to the gym because like, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna get that old chick back in the day. And I was standing out there. And so he got in the gym. He said, "I didn't save you child support." you're from a multiverse of madness, my dude. <laughs> Seriously. It's little stuff like that, man. It's and, and y'all know I probably got a million stories on stuff he didn't the ledges he didn't talk me off of. <laughs> man, seriously. No, like Novak was true, man. Like your dad was on campus uh, a bunch, like on, on on our college campus, and it was it was dope to have him to see him. And I remember before I was like, "Wait, is that Jay Fur?" Because y'all both got that iconic smile, man. I like yeah. that's, that's pops. Yeah. That's pops. They plan. Plan. But that's respect, though, man. Because like to bring it back to bounce a little bit, because like I initially thought the bounce was literally just either the thump of hip hop or basketball. But it's nice that you were saying it's the bounce of energy between you and truth. Cause like I respect that in this day and age, like it's all about trying to, you know, collab from afar and trying to create something out of nothing and you're just making it work. Like the one, uh, there's probably countless ones, but there's this rock group called Postal Service. They're literally like send material to each other back and forth until the project would be done. So just the idea of like getting something done like that, which you just bouncing off of each other, that's just. That's just amazing. That's like, yeah. like this like warms my hip hop, basically, you know. Yeah, I think it had multiple multiple meanings too. Uh, we we super hooper, super hooper cats. We send each other hooper videos. I mean, that's where we started at with the basketball culture. So bouncing ideas and the bouncing hip hop, man. Like the way the the tracks, man. We both Della fans, and you know what I'm saying. That's that's the kind of vibe that you know that that we 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 eject on this on this record. So I when I look at bounce, it's, it's bouncing the ideas, but it's also making sure they head not us, you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of basketball, you know, insinuations in, in the music and references. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's all inclusive with that. Did y'all oh, see Bernie. the did y'all see the video for State Street? Did y'all see Ronnie Fields on yeah. that? Yeah. I yeah. saw it. Like the it. the excitement that we had to be able to like shoot that video, the way that we shot it, the fact that it was us collaborating, like the fact that we were able to like hit some of our stomping grounds, get some of those backdrops. And then, you know, when I hit up Ronnie, he was like, yeah, pull up on me, man. I love the support. And the way we were even able just to get that little cameo, man, I'm like, this is our, this is our story. And that's what we, we mm -hmm. take a lot of pride in like documenting the fact that we were here, you know, like when this all said and done, these projects kind of serve as record, no pun intended. They serve as record that we were here. We're capturing, our perspective, you know, um, being a, a Chicagoan who, man, since at this point, since what, 2013, I haven't lived at the crib. So I've been moving around to different places. And it's interesting to hear what people say and or think about Chicago. But these these albums serve as our side of the story. You know, a lot of people give shine to what's happening on the South Side and that whole South Side culture. But I'm like, man, that's not the whole city. Like you gotta, you gotta understand. Like the West Side got its own vibe, its own culture, and I honestly don't think that there's anybody who represents our perspective like we do. You know that that unique combination mm -hmm. of like being coming from hooping, coming from like it's it's a certain it's a certain combination of elements that you just can't so easily replicate. You know, not everybody has that same experience. So I'm grateful that we get to to capture these things and that we haven't let distance slow us down. Um, for Bounce 1, for Bounce, I was living in LA, Truth was in Chicagoland. And for Bounce 2, I was in New Orleans, Truth was in Chicagoland. So it, it's definitely the whole technology, like leveraging what we got, both having our own little home studio situations, all of that, like, it, it all comes into play.
was happening Novak was tapping into like you just walking on the streets on that track you're talking about just a bit ago just you know to tap into the vibe yeah. but what were you saying Novak about the video the State Street one yeah yeah that video man you, you start popping people in that we know from uh from where I was away and that video had me smiling because yeah man West Side you know you get to side, you get comments respected when he's talking about the nine and everything like that, but they don't understand Madison. They don't understand what goes what goes on off of Costner. They they don't get the whole vibe. You know, even when they show the West Side, they show on like, you know, skin bone right now. The, you know, the, the guy that does creative stuff on the internet, right? Him and Dada Man and that's just West Side and this comedic mm -hmm. element. Mm -hmm. But you mm -hmm. always don't get the you don't get the musicality of like what do or die did, what what the con what conflict did or snipers did back in the day. You know they didn't do videos. They just drop CDs and you know with black cases back in the day. Or you go to or you go to uh, George's music room right around the corner from the crib, and you know you stood in line to see like R. Kelly or somebody, or you know see somebody come sell autographs for like five minutes. You know, and you guys, what you guys did, you opened up the whole city with that video to show. Okay, it ain't all about Michigan Avenue. It ain't all about 79th. It ain't 63rd. This is what goes on on my part of the city. The city's so big. That we forget about, you know, where we come from in the city. Sometimes that's what keeps us humble and grounded. Whenever I, you know, whenever I'm having struggling at work, I ride around the west side, man. I literally get in my car, I go up around Madison, I hit Pulaski, I'm over there by Shushan King, where where, where it was, and oh, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, man, you know, I didn't come this far. How can I not finish the mission at this point right now? That's right. the way I look at it, bro. And 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 it's honestly, bro, if that's one of my personal drivers to keep recording. Like in the same vein, like if 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 we can keep giving music that supports you and doing what you just said, something to ride to, something to be strengthened by, I'll 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 keep these joints cranking. You know, if people can listen to this music and be like, yo, I'm not ashamed of where I'm from. I'm actually proud of where I'm from. We cut different from over here. Like, it's people right now who you know, we went to school with who are, you know, every single day waking up, doing their best, taking care of their children. You know, like, I want our music to be a nod to them. Like, yep, we made it. You know, the fact mm -hmm. that we still here, we made it. We salute you, which is dope about social media, man. We get to see fellow comrades, you know, male, female, whatever, that we grew up with, and they still ticking. It's like, just to be able to like somebody's photo just be like man i see you you know and showing them love i i get a lot of joy from that you know um more than i would if i was if we was out here trying to bling out and and, and talk about this other frivolous stuff just to be quote unquote popping with what the, the wave of the industry is like to me this is more um in tune with who we are as people for real yeah, and I and I know it's other type of kids, it's, it's youngins out here who probably not attracted to you know what's the, the ultra popular and the bling and the change. They got different messages and different stories that um, they want to tell. So I want to be a light for them and you know a, a, a elder space spokesman um, for them on how to rhyme and you know how to be technical with your raps and how to be cool and not have bling. I want to be able to rap a song without mentioning, you know, something I got. I, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, we brought up um, Gangstar. And I, I remember Guru, man, he was so ill at making records that wasn't about, like, your normal topics about what he had. You know what I'm saying? You know, the girls look so good to me. They like, like mm. those kind of stories, man, they invisible in rap. So we, we try to make topics um, on things that's not, not normal. You know what I'm saying? We was talking about this when we did our promo. But we did the um, song called Foreverness, where we're really talking about marriage. <laughs> this is a really a unpopular thing to talk about in music. It's all about slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, move on. You know, I don't got no love for no dudes. I ain't got no love for no girls. And I, you know, I, we, let me like scratch that narrative. What about all the folks who've been together for a minute, who wake up and you know stay together and have those great date nights? Man, there's something beautiful about that. So. That's what we try to keep. That's what we try to bring through bounce to the bounce project so far. Uh, you showing you showing what life really is about, opposed to what somebody wants you to think about. It's about you know it ain't Cardi and Offset, and that's that's but you know that's what kids grow up seeing. Like you know when you when you're shorter, you grow up thinking like okay, dude got a lot of checks or 
child support is cool. And you'd be like, you find out as an adult, that ain't cool. Because you right. got to pay for it. You got to live that life. And then you got to explain that situation to everybody. And, you know, and, and everybody judgmental in this world, even though, you know, I, you know, the way I always learned it is that, you know, you do the best you can with what you have and figure it out. And then you earn respect that way. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You know, everybody make mistakes. Yeah. It's just a, it's the craziness of life in that situation. But, you know, you got to be thinking about, like, if you guys did a video and capture what everybody's doing and just spit on top of that, man, that's that's like monumental if you think about it. If you just capture regular people living and you guys did that in State Street, you do that, you do like a montage to that, man. That'd be an awesome concept. But you guys do a, a damn good job of creating that, that imagery from the words, man. Like, truth. Like me and me and no stage are talking now. Your delivery is very J-like. It's almost like you're like you're you're two bars ahead of where you're rapping at. Because I was listening, mm -hmm. I, I listened to Bell, so I'm like, this dude already thinking about what he want to say next. You've already moved on from that verse you dropped. He's on verse. He's on he's on the 15th bar at the 12 already. So the way you <laughs> deliver is that you already you doing some like future present X Men type stuff. I listen. I listened to your flow, and I'm like. He's already somewhere else. He dropped us off here, and he's gonna take us to the next destination. That's the way you deliver. Oh, yeah. That's the way your love. delivery works. That's love, man. I appreciate it, man. Straight up, straight up. That's love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I when I write records, most of the time I tell Jada, it's like I get in a little energy frenzy, you know, and it happens really, really fast. It's not a long drawn out. It's like, oh, and I'm like, yo, then not how I'm gonna spit this? You know what I'm saying? So. Maybe that's why it jumps around like that, but that's love. I appreciate it, man. My brother's so ill, man. Like I got to this day, I still go back and listen to verses and be like, hey. <laughs> that's love, Ow. man. Ow, how is he doing this? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so it's so dope to to be able to say that one of your favorite collaborators you're also uh you know inspired by, you know, like. I, I feel like, you know, working with Truth pulls out the best in me, you know, even as an artist. Like, when I feel like, okay, this is the extent that I can get this verse, I'm like, no, you go back home through this joint. Make sure that you you are giving it your all. You know, like, it, it's I think it's really dope to to for us to be able to collaborate. And this, again, going back to hooping, I could be having somewhat of an off day but my boy getting down. So it's like, you got to come with it too. Like, let's go. Like, let's, it's that same kind of energy. Even though we're not in the same physical space, I get that same, that same kind of, that same kind of joke, you know, from, from how he's hooping, I'm ready to hoop too. Let's go. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And as older cats and, you know, cats who ain't necessarily showing our bling and card. Whenever, whenever you play our project, I want to be able to play my project in any room. And they say, that's undeniable. That's that's dope right there. Like I don't want to sound like you know, like our bars ain't on point. Like the beats ain't on point. Like the mixes ain't on point. I want, I, you know, that's my ultimate goal when we do these projects for the, the joints to be on point. Or it's it's not even worth us doing it. You know what I'm saying? So. And another shout out to True uh, Truth Engineer both projects. You know, so not only is he producing rhyming. He also does all of the mixes, you know, master the joints. So the the final product, we want them to sound like they 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 stand neck and neck with anything that's out. It ain't like, oh man, the quality is lacking. I hear what y'all saying, but it don't sound like what's out there these days. Like, no, these joints sound pristine. They knock, stuff is level, like it, it the 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 energy of how the albums feel are intentional, you know, stuff that we want it to be a little bit dirty, like we leave it a little bit dirty, you know, mm -hmm. stuff to be crispy, we make it crispy, like, and, and even with that, like, we will bounce those ideas back and forth too, like, yo, what about this mix? What about that mix? Until it, to the joint feel like we want it to feel. So, you know, shout out to True for, for engineering both of the projects as well. Well, I mean, yeah, well. I mean, I mean, truth. The thing is, like, every everything is deliberate. It's even like you know, talking to Cell about you know the Ram the Great out, you know, about his about his work, waiting for my turn. And mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you look at you, you look for waiting for my turn. And I hear I hear you I hear you on the back of that the back of that track, 
And like mm-hmm. you go listen to Bounce Two, and you're just like, man, Bounce Two goes straight into Waiting My Turn and the rest of those tracks. Everything fits together like a puzzle almost. It's almost it's like Wu Tang like almost. And you look at the 36 Chambers, you start looking at it like, okay, I know that production. Because the first time I heard this album, and I heard Bounce Two, and I was like, wow, that's like a whole nother flavor of the, of, of the style, right? That's all like a whole nother fighting style you got pretty much. You change the style up over there. And you can hear like your influence on on, uh, on sale in that situation. You're like, wow, this is interesting. So you know, oh, I know yeah. y'all brothers, but that's that synergy is crazy, man. And then you, and then you both, you know, you guys all did a track together, and I was sitting there like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's it's nice to see. You know, I think that um, collaborative space, man. I think uh, you definitely a bounce three album. You think in terms of like what that would look like, and what you guys learned from bounce one and two, the evolution. Bounce, bounce three's got to probably just be crazy. And I, and I know the way you probably think, you probably got half bounce three done right now. Waiting for <laughs> <his nervous. laughs> yeah, man, we talk about it. We like to do it organically and, you know, do mm-hmm. it when it feel right. Because, we, you know, we live in life, man. I like when I'm telling the stories, man, I, I, you know, I like for it to be something that don't feel stretched. So, you know, we just, we take it in, we take it in pace, but we all, we, we got tracks already that we already done passed along to each other. So, we just we just going off the feel of it. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait if y'all serving up another serving because it's it's nice. It's dope. Um, who who drew the uh the cover art in the first project? I'm not sure how that came about for the cover art. Oh, for the first. Yeah. One. yeah. So we we first talk about like what we want to go for and um just kind of like throw some ideas out there, and um I actually went to an artist who worked on it and he um the artist worked up a sketch like two or three different sketches and um ended up creating a final product and we looked at the final product and we were like yo this is pretty dope but it was one of the sketches that we were like but that that draft that the draft of this sketch is actually it actually has the energy that we were going for and so although we paid for the this this final product which was in itself it was dope we were like man the album cover is one of them sketches so mm-hmm. it, it actually was a it was kind of a if you ask the artist it was just a throwaway sketch to kind of see which direction we wanted to head in so to speak um but yeah i think it was true who looked at it and was like man i think this is the cover right here i was like i'm with it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and an I, ideas, man. Yeah, and and I would say that that also speaks to what Troop was saying about our process being organic. You know, we're not afraid to like go with the quote unquote less polished version if it if it actually is the energy that we feel. You know, it don't have to be that pristine final product. The energy that we are going for is actually that sketch. I love that story because like, you know, just the hip hop head of me wants to love like, you know, finding a a hidden crate or some lost tapes. And to kind of circle back to when you were on a show before, you were kind of speaking a little bit about, I'm paraphrasing here, but like, you know, if if you embody the hip hop mythos, you don't necessarily have to dress it, walk it or even spit bars. You can just emulate it, right? So now that Three Stacks has dropped his flute album, it kind of made me think about that gem you're dropping on us. It's like, you just have to be, you can just be organic, just be organic you, just be rap you and just like let it flow. And it's kind of like, it's kind of fascinating how folks are almost polarized by what he did, but it's like, isn't anything that somebody like a sex does just hip hop? Like it doesn't have to be grime, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right man. We need three. We need three stacks to make an album, though, man. I, I, man, I, I wish I could meet three stacks. I'm a right. No, <laughs> yeah, and again, no, no, one hundred percent. And the rap, the rap part of me respects that and knows that's that's what I'm gonna hear too. But it's kind of like to 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 Ferg's point, like mm-hmm. sometimes it's not the finished product. Sometimes it's the loose yeah, threads yeah. along the way, you know. And it's like the journey. So it's like, but yeah, no respect I, though. I, <laughs> yeah, I seen Bay say because uh, somebody asked him about like the evolution of hip hop. And he, he spoke about the evolution of hip hop being the music that we can create that doesn't require words for us to still recognize it as hip hop. And so 
I, while I respect that, it did break my heart a little bit to hear, you know, Three Stacks mention that he wasn't really inspired. Yeah. By time. I, you know, I'm like, you ain't been hanging with us. If he was in the left, <laughs> he'll be he'll be wrapping his tail off, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 still we we older yeah. cast because that's what he was saying. He was like, yes. "What do I talk about now?" I'm like, "It's right." What, what you mean? Yeah. What do you talk about? Yeah, None yeah. Talk about what? About your flute? Talk. You you could rhyme about hey. what you want. You could rhyme about whatever. And so that's the one thing that that you know. Again, I I I'm grateful that me and Truth are not on that like oh we we older guys now we got we got families now like we don't need to be poets still like no man keep that pen hot we could be 60 still speaking it's it's just a way of poetically sharing the thoughts that are on your on your heart and man, so yeah come on man martin scorsese man he wasn't young when he's when he write you know he did some of his dopest movies like he still write mm -hmm. dope movies it it matures it's art so it's, it can still be high quality it may, it may have to be appre be appreciated by somebody who can understand it and interpret it. But even like with Nas, what Nas is doing with his project, mm -hmm. the King's Disease, man, listening to those, man, that's what I want to hear. I actually needed those albums. Like some of the stuff he's saying, I'm like, oh, I need that jewel. Oh, oh, and, and it fortifies yes. some of the thought processes that I yes. have. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I ain't the only one think that. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, shout out to three stacks, man. I'm praying for him, man. Put the flute down. <laughs> Send him <laughs> all three stacks. Come holler at us, man. We got that. will light that torch for you again. If, if you yeah. hear that MPA NPR interview, mm -hmm. very fascinating. It's about like almost two hours, and he's talking to um, I believe it's a, a Atlanta journalist or someone, somebody that knows his like his repertoire. And there was a line in there where like three stacks says something like, I wish I could be rapping with these cats. I wish I could play in the sandbox and this, that, and the other. So him being a Gemini, I know he always thinks from different sides, from different angles, but um, three stacks that is. But thing that's crazy to me is um, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we want the bars. Yeah, we want to feel like, you know, you can rap nowadays, but you know, like, I guess what I'm trying to get at, there's this other person we had on the show, right? And um, we reviewed the episode. We reviewed the the album drop of the flute album. Mm. And I hate mm -hmm. to call it the flute album. It's the new blues song. Right? <laughs> yeah. But she had, a, she had a line in there of shout out to Sage God. She had a line when she was talking to me, you know, like she basically said a lot of these rappers kind of like came at this art at desperation. And it kind of goes that back to that earlier conversation we were talking about, right? It's kind of like you sort of approach it and whether you want to write about the grime of the streets, sometimes you're almost forced to because that's how you see. You know what I'm saying? Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they yeah, definitely, to definitely. Yeah, that's what they signed you up to do. I remember when we were doing um, music years ago when we were the most popular, One Shadow, and we were selling records in the street. You know, you know, we were doing records that came from the heart. We had joints that came from the heart, but we were definitely influenced by like, you know, what are we, what are we pitching? And that that kind of you know shapes what mm -hmm. you're doing. You listening to you got Fifty Cent, you got you know Fifty Cent talking about shooting, you got Jay Z talking about you know how much cash you got, and and that definitely as as artists at the time who were really trying to get on, who were really trying to show you know pitch records to Def Jam and So So Def and all of that, it, it had a great influence. And now when I do music, you know even though I got less fans than I probably had then, you know it's 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 like what I I feel so good about what I'm saying on the tracks. Opposed to you know doing it like like you mentioned out of desperation, saying what I think is going to be hot, you know what I'm saying. So it's a whole different feeling. It's it's more fulfilling, I think, right now. Yeah, and it's amazing that you mentioned the Nas drops because yeah, like there is a way to lean into the old black excellence like trope because like I want more Nas um drops, Man. Like, like six yeah. or whatever projects. Yeah, and then yeah. The whole idea of it is like, are we gonna get Nostradamus Nas? Like no. We got hit boy oh. are we just gonna keep pumping out them hits i'm like damn this is what like this is what um a mature nas sounds like and you know like growing up in 90s early 2000s hip-hop it was always like you had to pick a side at one point i was definitely on the jigger side but now i'm like no like the <laughs> aged hip-hop parent in me is definitely all nas all the man, way man incredible man yeah, incredible, but it, man. it took 
it took yay to wake it took yay to wake nas up and then nas and yay collaborated and he didn't like the collaboration and head boy was standing in the corner like what you guys with Coop and uh jay was saying you in the wrong creative space come over here right. you know he yeah. didn't use you the right he didn't use you the right way because the nas has always been as you know jay he needs production in order to shine he's a poet to the fullest but when you put that production behind it it's ridiculous like you guys the truth you did a track for nas you think about it it blows because he gets on it because it's something that people want that they didn't know they needed at that point. And that's what that's what the King's disease was like. You know, it came out. I agree with you. I was riding along and I'm in the car. Like you you're always in your car or you in your room listening to music by yourself, and you get you go into that man's world and you sitting there, you see everything you're talking about. Or or you hit home as us being older, older now. He talking about stuff that makes sense to us, stuff that you know, mm-hmm. you're 20. It don't make no sense to say pay your bills. It don't make sure everybody in your family taken care of. That's what Nas is speaking about. Right, right, somebody, right. But you know, you talking to Dirk. You talking about Dirk's base, Apollo G's base. They want to talk about going to Nordstrom's. They want to talk about credit card scam and stuff like that. So it's a whole different mm-hmm. culture. We just trying to get them to look at it from a culture. You ain't always be twenty. You know, and that's the way when we were twenty. We always thought we we're gonna be twenty. You turn 30, you always think you're going to be 30. You turn 40, you go, oh, man, I got to start taking care of myself. So you right, right, evolution. Right. Yeah. The evolution yeah. of stuff. It's another, it's another element, too, that I want to call out. So we understand that there's this big machine, and the machine is not selling no positivity. They ain't not interested in that. They mm-hmm. want the most ratchet, dirty, grimy, murderous, slanderous. That's That's what they want. And so if you're trying to make it in the industry and you're a young cat, forget about trying to be conscious. Even if you are a young, wise dude, put that to the side. You're trying to make this money. Talk about how you're killing people. Talk about, you know, who giving you top in the backseat of the Lambo, like all of that. Like, that's the wave. And it's the business that just leave. Like if we took the art out of it, if we took morality out of it, the business is calling for a Cardi B, uh, you know, they, they're looking for these images and because that's what's selling. That's what they, that's what they sell. You take Nas who had a, you know, a run doing his, his signed career, right? Mm-hmm. He put uh, Columbia and now he got mass appeal records and he like, I got my money. I got my own record label. So I'm gonna make the art that I want to make. I make my money over there now. I'm I'm I don't have to do what y'all want me to do. You know what I'm saying? So to me, what Nas is doing this this six album run between the Magic series and the the King's Disease series, it's like this is the music that you get from a Nas when money ain't a factor. Mark, I know? got a question too in that, in that, in that same lane. Mm-hmm. Like like my thought process is this: is I'm in total alignment. Like the record companies that's the, that's their whole goal to pitch out the worst i mean like music that's really destructive to our community my my challenge to that i mean and i'm asking this is this is a question do you think they sell that music because it's it's in this world that that's the only thing that works or do you think that it's, that it's intentional to like continue to destroy the black community yeah K time born and raised. Shot time. Hey yo, Ronnie Fields had a triple double. Trying to get somebody's sister cuddle. Skipping school, got the click in trouble. Talked about saving the whole hood like we Nipsey Hustle. From the hood, you can see the skyline. Took my girl to see the high rise. We had some Popeyes. Hooper loved those was our guys. They had archives. Do the trap up and folks down. Those was high fives. Gunshots and gang wars. Those was our lives. Mom's prayer, dad, intellect that opened our eyes. When we left the school, they was tearing down the jacks. Bulldozers was at where they was airing out the steps. Downtown had steakhouses. My man hustled all week to make thousands. Did late hours. We was dreaming for trust funds and lake houses. He was dreaming to throw ones and break cowards. 4300 from State Street. Some of them wanted to stay street. We was dreaming to be great. Finish our fast breaks or putting lyrics on break beats. 4300 from State Street. Some of them wanted to stay street. 
We was dreaming to be great Finish our fast breaks Or putting lyrics on break beats Summer 95, we were 17 deep Blue line to the taste But not really going to eat Was really going to see Who was the beauty of the week Maybe get a number watching Fireworks from the street Back when the ops rocked the uniform Some were ball players, some were cops Some were flipping like summer salts Do you know how much that summer cost? Went back to school, a couple homies lost We huddled up and formed a clique that was the recipe Making moves that could lift the whole squad about the treachery The game of life I swore would never get the best of me Stay in school, navigate the streets without the referee Called our own calls and called plays for the squad When times got hard, we called on the name of God From 18th and Cal on the course in Douglas Park where they call me kid cause yeah. I was balling out with no regard like yes, 2800 from State Street Some of them wanted to stay street We was dreaming to be great Finish our fast breaks or putting lyrics on break beats 2800 from State Street Some of them wanted to stay street We was dreaming to be great Finish our fast breaks or putting lyrics on break beats Joke discuss their hip-hop inspired moments this concludes episode 49 check out the continuation of this conversation on volume 2 episode 50 share like subs rate review and comment to the show on youtube and spotify go out and listen to something dope today <laughs>